Hi guys and welcome back. Happy draft day. This is going to be a great day. We're we're back. We're back and we're rolling and Chad's back. Best and day of the off season. Best day of the off season. Christmas is finally here. We're going to start off with a fun game right now, Jad. Do you want to play this? Oh, yeah, I'm down. We're going to play a fun game of giving the over-under or a push. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Tyree Wilson, three and a half. Will he be drafted before or after that? Oh, I'm going to go after for him. I see him in the four to five range personally. I disagree. I, I think he's at two. You on two? Will Lev is three. I'm going to have to go after as well. I'm not buying into the odds on Vegas. I think he's someone we can see slip as we get kind of into that, into those first few picks. I think there's much better options because if it's over on there's three, I think we're going to see young for sure. One, then there's only one other spot for that could be Levis. So I'm going to have to go after for that one. Okay. Will Anderson three. Let's go before. I think Will Anderson could go either three or Will Anderson should go two. Let's put it that way. Witherspoon, six. I think that pushes. You think we're going Witherspoon? Well, maybe not us, but the team that's picking six, I think goes Witherspoon. And, hey, could be us. But if a lot of scenarios that are showing out on Twitter right now end up coming true, Witherspoon is very likely going to be the pick in six. See, I don't mind it. I don't love it. I don't hate it. I'm, I'm okay with it. It's okay. Nothing I'm going to clap my hands and go crazy at the TV for. But like you said last episode, pressure's on. Yep. You've got to hit the rest of the draft at that point because there is a lot of PTSD from what happened. I firmly believe if he likes Witherspoon, Witherspoon will be fine. I hope so. I am all for the trade up the three, get Will Anderson, complete your your line. Yeah. And go all in for a Super Bowl. Because that's like, that's a win now player. Mm -hmm. That's a guy who's going to come in right away, compete for rookie of the year, and make Hutchinson look so much better. I'm very confident they will pick the right player at six. I trust them. I do. 18. Is where I'm curious. Are things going to happen? 18, depending on what the board looks like, we have a lot of options. And the indication right now off social media, I mean, I don't know how good of an indicator that is, but there's a strong likelihood we're trading down from that 18 spot and you can accumulate some picks, maybe still get a day one starter from that, maybe like 21 through 25 range. I'm curious who would be willing to make that move because it it it's a weird spot to be in because maybe Richardson free falls. People might pass up on Richardson. This hype might be just a bunch of nonsense, and maybe Richardson sitting there in the 18 range. I don't know if that's a crazy take. Well, let's look at someone like Minnesota. If someone like Richardson or Levis falls down the board, Minnesota at 23. Now, I don't know how we feel about trading with a direct rival, but Minnesota could look at this board and say, hey, Richards is there, Levis is there, we like one of those guys, they're on the board, they're probably not going to be on the board come 23, let's try to make this deal up to 18, 19, somewhere like that, and 
have our shot at or have our choice of quarterback outside of Stroud and Young, obviously. Who's your top three picks for 18 if you were to stick there? Oh, at 18? Now, I would not – if someone like Jackson Smith and Jigba is still on the board, which he might not be at 18, but I would not mind another star wide receiver to add to the mix here with especially with JMO out for those first six games, pair someone in the Monra. Um, Dijon also comes to mind. Again, I express my problem with drafting a running back that high, but you may – like, if Bijan's there at 18 and a lot of your other guys are off the board – He's gonna, he's gonna be a solid NFL player wherever he ends up. Absolutely. So I'm, I will be happy if he's the pick at 18 and he's still on the board. My third choice. Now, are we saying in this scenario we go corner at six or? Yes, in this so, scenario ooh. we go Witherspoon. Witherspoon at six. I probably have to take it. Well, you have to see if you go Witherspoon at six, your options instantly open up to be able to take whatever you want with that 18th pick whether it be quarterback, wide receiver, running back, could even add a linebacker, tight end. So if it is Witherspoon at six, like we said, the pressure is on, but in that case, that need is filled. I personally am open to whatever this regime wants, depending on who's on the board. I can be found the best available or if they want to fill a need. So assuming they go Witherspoon at six, which is my locked in, if I don't lock it in, you think my pick right now, who I think they're going to pick today, my pick is Devin Witherspoon. If I had it to guess. So who do I want? That's a different story. I want Will Anderson. I want to move to three. But if I had to put money on it, I would say Witherspoon's the pick at six. So with all that considered, at 18, the first guy I'm taking a hard look at is, I don't know if you're going to like this, but Kalijah Kansi is the first guy I'm looking at. I'm going DT. I'm assuming Jalen Carter's off the board and doesn't yes, fall this. down to 18. I'm just assuming that. Number two, Miles Murphy. I think an edge rusher would help this team a lot. Not saying that James Houston isn't your answer. There's still the jury. I still feel like is out with him. I love what I saw from him last year. I thought he was phenomenal, but was that just lightning in a bottle and we'll never see that again? Or is this guy the real deal and adding another edge rusher for depth would be great there. Miles Murphy's my second guy. And then my third guy, I like Brian branch. Maybe you just complete your secondary completely in this draft and you move Brian branch to safety. Because realistically speaking, you could just finish off the secondary in the first round, then focus on your linebackers in the second, and then focus on the rest of your things the rest of the draft. I feel like they, there's a lot of different strategies you can do in this draft, but you, your options become thinner if you go cornerback at six. I, I disagree. I think, in fact, it opens it up. And I want to bring up another name, Nolan Smith, another edge rusher that – that I like that you like yeah no that's another player that not gonna have the same instant impact like someone like Will Anderson will or even um Tyree Wilson but I think Nolan Smith is a guy that he can complement Aiden Hutchinson very very well doesn't really have the versatility that we see from Will Anderson is like no one does no one's gonna be as versatile as Will Anderson but someone like Nolan Smith could be huge for this defense and 
just add more to that pass rush presence. What are your thoughts of, I'm curious, tight end in the second round? Tight end in the second? So he's someone like Kincaid or I don't know if he'll be there in the second. I'll probably have to be gone in the first round. But 18, I'll be pretty upset with a tight end, if I'm being honest. Okay. So so same thing goes for that earlier second round pick. Now we're talking about late second. I can live with a tight end. But I think based off where we are now, I said I said this in an earlier podcast, but um, I find our tight end by committee to be something that kind of works for us pretty well, especially down the stretch last year. And I would be fine adding to that committee with a later round pick. But I think there's more glaring need to those earlier picks. I'd rather bolster the linebackers, maybe even get another DB. We definitely need another edge rusher. But tight end feels a little more of a luxury pick that I again. I want more luxury picks for this team. That's why I want Bijan on the team. But I'd rather a luxury pick going to someone like Bijan Robinson or a top-tier wide receiver than a tight end. I think tight end's a little more replaceable than if we get one of these star offensive weapons. I'm going to disagree. I'm going to just circle all the way back to your Jackson Smith and Jigba point. I have a problem with that with you. Let's hear it. He's not a deep ball threat. He's just a slot receiver. You have St. Brown already there. Could you convert him to an outside receiver? Maybe, but that's not a strength. I'm not a big fan of Jackson, Jackson Smith or Jigba there. I'd rather go Kintas Joseph, if I'm being honest with you. I'd rather go with an outside threat. What about but Jordan Addison? Speaking, here, here, here's a guy I haven't talked about here. Talking about fifth round pick. How about Jaden Reed? There's an answer. Threat, solid receiver. Fills the role of Jamal, I feel like, decently well for the first couple weeks. Like, he keeps you afloat. I think Reed will have, like, about an average NFL career. He will never be this, like, very special number one receiver. But he'll be a very good third receiver on, I feel like, most teams for a very long time. He'll find a role. He'll find a role. Jaden Reed will find a role in the NFL. He's a very good return man. I would say with confidence – if he's sitting there in the fifth round, I feel like it's kind of a no-brainer to Hometown not kid, yeah. Because he's just so he fits this team so nice. And I feel like receiver, we're a little, I think we're bowling a little bit out of proportion. But at the same time, yeah, you were two and five without JMO and Chark last year. So that's not a pretty record to be looking at. What and without and when JMO's supposed to take on that number. 1A, 1B receiver role this year, you're losing a, a lot of production. Not saying that Marvin Jones isn't like a number two receiver, but he doesn't bring the luxury, the speed. He doesn't bring the athleticism, and he doesn't bring the deep ball threat that JMO brings. So 18, am I crazy to want a receiver potentially there? Maybe I am. bolster this receiving core to like extreme, right. to like – Whatever you do at quarterback in the future, like it will never fail type shit. I I really think you're right. And if the right like let's we haven't talked about Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison is someone that easily could be there at 18. Yeah. I and again, if that's a pick, I'm I'm gonna I'm applauding that. That's a great pick, you know. Uh you we look back at the first round and we got Devin Witherspoon and Jordan Addison. That's a great return. That's and you know what? With Jordan Anderson, you can even trade down and still get him. 
the dream, the absolute dream. You trade off a lot of assets to three, you get a pick from Swift, and you trade down from 18, you reload the rest of your draft picks that you lost in that trade. Yep. That's the dream for me. Because realistically speaking, you have the poker chips to move as around as much as you want. Capital's there. You have assets like no other team has these assets on the table. No other team is sitting there with five picks in the top 85. It's just not a thing really ever. And on top of that, you have a fifth round pick and a sixth and a running back on the block that I feel like some team would bite at with a fifth. I said fourth or fifth on the episode yesterday. I'm leaning towards fifth. You're not going to get anything more than fifth. And I can be content with the reality. Because then, realistically speaking, if you love somebody in the fourth, you can move both your fives again into the fourth. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much you can do. I feel like he's going to move around and get every single player he wants, and he's going to be a man on a mission on the phones. Because, realistically speaking, it's going to be hard to stay put at where we're at with this many assets. It's hard for me to believe they're sticking everywhere. We're going to see a lot of trades. I think, you know, we've seen where we're picking now through every round, but the reality is a lot of those picks are going to be moved. I think we'll see at least two trades from Brad Holmes over the course of the seven rounds. See, you remember, least... last, you remember last episode when I said, I love you, but I hate your take? <laughs> you don't like that? You don't think we'll see No, 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 no. Today, I like that take. Okay, okay, good, good. Today, I like that take. That take makes me happy. You know, I'll go as far as saying we could move move both times in our first round picks. That's not even crazy to even think about because he's been aggressive. He's been aggressive in every draft. Like whether that's being aggressive in the sixth round or being aggressive in the first round, he's been always aggressive here, mm-hmm. and he gets who he wants. And this feels different. Like you know, when when Bob Quinn went to the podium, you were like, "Oh God!" You never trusted him when. Mar Mayhew went to the podium. Oh, God. When Matt Millen went to the podium. Oh, God. But now we have the brand new Lions. We got Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell and Sheila Hampford working the phones. And it's not the same old Lions. Lions fans are hanging their head with joy and smiles across their faces all across the state of Michigan. And today is going to be a phenomenal day. And I'm going to lock in my two guest picks. You want to hear it? Let's hear them. This is my guess. They stick at six. My dream is they get Will Anderson, but they end up sticking at six, and they go Devin Witherspoon. Witherspoon's your pick. Okay. Now at 18, I think they find a way to move down to like 23, 24, 25 range, they're going to pick up an extra second or a third round pick. And they're going to go out there and they're going to still have Kalijah Cansey on the board. And they're going to go Cansey Witherspoon first round. That's my guess. I think he adds, I'd be extra, happy. He adds an extra second or, or early third round pick in the deal. And I feel like Lions fans are walking out day one with a happy smile on their face, like content that they filled in two roles they needed to fill. And yeah, no, I mean, interior D line is a huge need we have. And I'm so before I tell you my prediction, I'm going to ask you this <laughs> Lions go Skaronski at six, tackle slash guard. Okay. How do you feel? 
Fine. Fine. Okay. You know, a versatile player like that is everything that Campbell and um, Holmes have talked about, you know. And someone like um, Taylor Decker, he's not going to be around forever. I'm not sure how much is left on his contract, but we've definitely seen this play start to decline. And somebody that can play that blindside blocker spot and even can swing into guard, because we have some needs in the interior line as well. I, if now this is completely not going to happen, I, I know they're not going to go Skronsky at six, but if they do, I'd be a lot happier than most Lions fans. Okay, I agree with you. You know what I would do if they went with them? Yeah. Same reaction as I have for Devin Witherspoon. Okay, but the pressure's on. Yeah. Because you just went with a position you didn't really exactly need heavily. You you still can use him, and he's still going to be a great NFL player. We know what he's going to be. He has Hall of Fame potential. Potential. We think that from what I've seen from him, I would say he's about Panay Sewell-level talent coming out of college. And it's hard for me as a fan to have that staring in your face and to not be like, wow, that's a bad pick. We know what we're going to get from him. We know he's going to be a great starter in the NFL for a very long time. And if Brad Holmes really looks at all the picks and really evaluates his entire big board and thinks, well, he's the best player on the board, he's our pick, fine. I'm going to sit there. I'm going to say pressure's on now the rest of the draft because you just did something we didn't really need. But yeah. I would be okay with it. I, w- I would be content with it. So I guess now I get into my pick. At six, I'm still going to say Jalen Carter. I think we can get, get him. Again, I said I don't really care about the character concerns. He can ball. We need a player like him. We need that impact. I'm going Jalen Carter at six. Now when you get to 18, that's where – Again, like I said, I'm fine with a lot of stuff, but someone like Joey Porter, someone like even Deontay Banks, Miles Murphy, anyone like that, any of those like star defensive players that'll still be around the mid to late teens, I'm fine with it. But I'm going to go my pick. I'm going to say Joey Porter. Okay, I'm going to make you the GM of the Lions because you just killed the first round. You just knocked that shit out of the park. Dude, See, they did that. Porter. I mean, I'm I'm in front of my TV applauding them because they just went all in. And uh, Jalen Carter's like your all in pick. Like, if you think if you go Jalen Carter, you better damn well be a superstar from day one. He he'll and he will be. One. And he will be. They'll get him right. They there's going to be a lot of expectations from him out of the gates. Yes, he needs to know that. Because Every player on this team needs to understand that, but the expectations for this team have risen, have skyrocketed over the past year. There's If we come out in the fall, Jalen Carter, let's say we draft him, struggles those first few games, doesn't really do much, and we go one and three over the first four, people are going to start freaking out. I'm going to start freaking out. I'm sure you're going to start freaking out. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. I... I... Jalen Carr is the pick. I'm 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 clapping my hands real loud because I'm confident this regime loves him. Because you can't like the guy and draft him. You have to love him to draft him. Mm-hmm. That's yep. how I look at Jalen Carter. You have to do all your thorough research. You have to talk to literally everybody that he knows, professors, coaches. You have to talk to former teammates. You have to learn everything about this kid. 
everything. You can't not know a single thing about him. You need to talk to all your resources about him. If you do that, the film doesn't lie on him. I've said it all the time on here. The film does not lie with Jalen Carter. It's you need to do all of your research. And if they do all of their research and they look at Jalen Carter and they say, well, this is the guy we're going to go with. I have zero problem with it. I will sit there and applaud the TV. Now, if they go out there and they don't do all the research and more shit comes out after he gets drafted <laughs> or he starts playing against trouble again, now I have an issue with the pick. Yeah. But for now, and they go with him, I'm giving them the loudest round of applause ever. And I'm saying, good job, Lions. Good job, Lions. So I, I love your pick. I love Joey Porter. I think he'll be just as good as, as Spoon. So yeah. they'll both be stud corners. The starters right away. Starters right away. So, Chad, thank you for hopping on. Thank you for having me again. It's been a pleasure. And we'll be back tomorrow talking about day one recap in the morning. And then Saturday or Saturday or Sunday after the draft, more Lions recap draft talk. So see you guys then.